Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. In Nevada, from 2019 to 2020, deaths that were caused by fentanyl overdoses skyrocketed from roughly 15% to almost 32%. The University of Nevada, Reno, is making an effort to give access to life-saving devices that make efforts to prevent overdoses. This comes in arming students with naloxone, one of the only ways to prevent these overdoses. The Multicultural Greek Council held a seminar on February 9th in the Ansari Business Building, where almost 100 students came to learn how to use the device. Naloxone works against substances such as heroin, fentanyl, and various other prescription medications. It is administered by a nasal spray and blocks and reverses the effects that opiates have on the brain. Quote, there is so little risk of having naloxone available and out in the community. People cannot abuse it. They're not going to overdose on it. And with how quickly people can find themselves in an overdose crisis, emergency response may not always be able to attend to the individual in the time needed to revive them, said Morgan Green, the project coordinator for the Nevada State Opioid Response. At the seminar, students made their own kits, which included a box of naloxone and other things such as fentanyl testing strips. Green believes that it is crucial to have naloxone on college campuses, saying that, quote, college is the time for people to explore, experiment, and take risks. Without knowledge of what is out there, college students are going to encounter substances that can increase the risk of an overdose. The university will soon be providing fentanyl testing strips, which are almost 100% accurate. To tell if someone is overdosing, look for these signs. Small, constricted pinpoint pupils, falling asleep or losing consciousness, slow, weak, or no breathing, choking or gurgling sounds, limp body, cold and or clammy skin, and discolored skin, specifically in lips and nails. If you believe that someone you know is overdosing, you should call 911 immediately, administer naloxone if available, spray once into one nostril, spray again after two to three minutes, and repeat until emergency services arrive. Try to keep the person awake and breathing. Lay the person on their side to prevent choking and stay with the person until emergency services arrive. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Assistant News Editor Nick Stewart with contributions from News Editor Jaden Young. Recently, the university has been plagued by whispers of a hiring freeze throughout multiple departments. This is caused by a large budget deficit. Currently, there are 108 vacant positions with more likely to be discovered that are frozen, meaning that these positions will not be filled. This budget deficit is partially due to the state underfunding the mandated cost of living adjustments for classified and professional staff at all NSHE institutions. Despite majority of the deficit being from these cost of living adjustments, another reason is the university's declining enrollment rates. This caused a roughly 8 $8.5 million loss. This is part one of this story. Be sure to check our website for more information. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight.
The Nevada men's basketball team took a thrilling overtime victory against San Diego State University at home on February 9th. After this win, Nevada moved to fifth place in the Mountain West with an overall record of 19-5 and 6-4 and and in conference play. Jared Lucas started the push for Nevada, putting up six points in the first two minutes with two three-pointers. As both teams struggled to make their shots, Nevada went on a 4-0 run. Even early in the game, Nevada defense was on top of their game, only allowing one made shot from the Aztecs and four turnovers. As the clock approached halftime, both teams would trade baskets back and forth. This was until the half ended with a Nevada lead 30-27. As soon as the second half started, both teams were already attempting to make baskets. Every time the Aztecs would get close to taking the lead, UNR would advance their lead even more. With only eight minutes left in the game, Nevada had a 46-42 lead. After the Aztecs sunk a few free throws, they tied the game at 46-46. With three minutes and 47 seconds left in the game, San Diego took a one-point lead. When the regulation game ended, the game was tied 60-60. Going into overtime, Nevada immediately fouled an Aztec player, giving them an early overtime lead. As we got further into overtime, it seemed as though the Aztecs were stealing the momentum. This was until Trey Coleman and Keenan Blackshear stole the ball and were able to tie the game at 64-64 and with three minutes left in overtime. After multiple contested shots at the end of the game, Nevada would win with a final score of 70-66. In the post-game press conference, head coach Steve Alford said, quote, it was a defensive battle. Every shot was contested, it was hard fought. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter James Wolfgang Perez. And the women's basketball team took a close win on Valentine's Day against the San Diego State Aztecs, winning the game 72-71. The game started off slowly with the Aztecs employing a press defense which would begin to stifle Nevada. Regardless, Nevada would have an 11-6 lead with less than four minutes left in the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, Nevada guard Audrey Roden would put in a last-second layup to give Nevada a 10-point lead at 23-13. In the second quarter, Nevada put their foot even more on the gas, going on a 6-0 run out of the gates. They held a strong lead throughout the entire second quarter going into halftime with a 14-point lead, 44-30. In the first half, Nevada shot 5-10 from 3 and 11 assists compared to San Diego 0-3 from 3 and only 5 assists. San Diego State regained their strength in the second half, starting much stronger than they did in the first. They would slowly make a comeback through trading baskets with Nevada, ending the third quarter 58-55 with a Nevada lead. The fourth quarter had even more trading baskets, but ultimately ended in an extremely close game with Nevada taking a win at 72-70. Amanda Levin's UNR women's basketball head coach said this after the game, quote, defensively, we didn't do exactly what we were supposed to, so we'll work on that. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter Andrew Maples. The Nevada men's basketball team took a massive comeback against their in-state rivals UNLV in their February 17th game. This game put Nevada at the sixth place in the Mountain West with an overall record of 20-6 and, and a conference record of 7-5. This was Nevada's first win against UNLV since the 2020-2021 season. The Wolfpack ran out of the gate strong with Jared Lucas making back-to-back threes and helped Nevada get an early lead of 8-4. This lead wouldn't last long, however, as UNLV would put more balls in baskets to get a 9-8 lead. Both teams Teams would trade buckets back and forth with the lead trading with them. However, at, by the end of the first half, UNLV would hold the lead by 8 points, 36-28. to 28. It seems like the events of the first half were bound to happen again in the second half, with again trading baskets from both teams. With a little more than a minute left in the game, the score was 64-63 with the Wolfpack lead. This game ended shortly after this, with the final score 69-66. Star of the game, Nick Davidson, said this in the post-game press conference. Quote, we're a confident group, we can beat anyone, and I think we're a problem. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter James Wolfgang Perez. There are new, new arts and entertainment stories this week. Be sure to check back next week for more.
And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Again, don't forget to read all of the articles on the website to give the writers the credit they're due. And make sure to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nevada Sagebrush. And me on Instagram and Twitter at PatrickMcNab underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, March 1st. This week's Song of the Week is... Alive by Willis. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight, and I'll see you back next week for next week's news. See ya.